I know, I know. We're all very, we're all very tired of Elon Musk. He's a man who's worshipped for being super smart, super good at business, and truly putting humankind's best interests before his own. Even though it's increasingly clear with each passing day that the exact opposite is true. You love to see it on all of those points, Mm -hmm. which would be bad enough. But he's also very annoying and very cringe-induced. Refuses to leave everyone alone. He seems to have a pathological need for attention and love from the general public. And his purchase of Twitter seems to have mostly functioned as a way to amplify his own fandom. And that's actually worked out pretty well so far. Uh, the way Twitter now works, posts from Elon's biggest fans, identified by their blue check marks, automatically show up at the top under every popular post. Yeah, and while Elon's fandom was, m- for most of its existence, made up of the I fucking love science, I fucking love science. types, uh, interested in electric cars and space rockets, nowadays it includes right-wing free speech types whose interest in free speech isn't exactly a principled ideological stance. They're mostly just mad that social media platforms ban stuff like hate speech and incitement. And since the people who previously loved Elon Musk for his green energy and climate change stances now have tons of other better options in the marketplace, the Elon fandom is mostly these free speech types who also happen to have a lot of strong opinions about a lot of other things. They certainly do. Mm -hmm. Which brings us to this week. On Thursday, Elon announced that, as promised, he would be stepping down as CEO of Twitter, and he had hired a new, yet unnamed, female CEO. Uh, Hilariously, Elon's announcement also stated that he would remain on board as Twitter's executive chairman and chief technology officer, and would be overseeing product, software, and system ops, which, of course, calls into question why he would even bother to bring in a new CEO if he's still going to be running, essentially, everything. To block criticism. Yeah, to have a, a fall a fall guy or fall, fall gal, a fall gal. Yeah. So anyways, on Friday, after the press had already figured out very easily the identity of the new CEO, Elon made it official. I am excited to welcome Linda Yaccarino as the new CEO of Twitter. At Linda Yak, we'll focus primarily on business operations while I focus on product design and new technology. Looking forward to working with Linda to transform this platform into X, the everything app. Just the name and the way he like writes it is the most dystopian. X, the everything app. It's right out of a terrible sci-fi novel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this news was, of course, immediately disappointing to all the thousands of Elon simps who'd made the exact same joke about Elon appointing a gender-swapped version of himself as CEO. But it soon became a lot more disappointing once they started looking into who exactly this Linda Yaccarino is. I gave him the benefit of the doubt on the last episode. I said they'd probably cool their heels for like about an hour and be like, everyone calm down. Let's show Elon how cool we can be. Actually, this Linda lady seems a little bit based. No, they immediately jumped down (laughs) his throat uh, and hers. Uh, on, On the surface, she seems like a good fit for the job, who has the potential to fix one of Twitter's biggest, most notable problems. Advertisers have understandably abandoned Twitter in the wake of Elon's lax moderation policies. And Linda Yaccarino ran the ad sales department at NBC Universal for years and has obviously close relationships with all the big mm, blue chip advertisers. Yeah. She is kind of the right pick for the job if the job is getting advertisers back on Twitter so that it doesn't crash and burn. But upon closer examination, it turns out that the person that Elon has picked to run Twitter is woke. What? Wow. I cannot believe it. 
Inescapable. And, yeah, and this is this is turning some of Elon's biggest fans against him. Uh, take Cat Turd Two, for instance, the random conservative meme account that Elon has been weirdly bending over backwards to please for the last six months. Elon Musk, the woke mind virus, is a threat to the world. Also, Elon Musk. I just hired a far left loon, deeply infected with the woke mind virus, to run Twitter. Twitter 2.0 was fun while it lasted. Get ready for it to suck again. Also, was it fun while it lasted? You spent the whole time fucking complaining. Exactly. Is this the? Yeah, you're not presenting yourself as having a great time when you are just filing complaints yeah. with the CEO of the company constantly. Anyways, what did this Linda Yaccarino do exactly to warrant yeah. such criticism so fast? Does, I don't know, maybe she supports Black Lives Matter oh or, my or God. trans rights? Oh, the, my God. Was she caught drinking a Bud Light? Oh, my God. Must be pretty egregious if even Cat Turd 2 is turning on Elon over this. Well, here's a reply to Cat Turd's tweet from another verified user whose handle is literally a name followed by a bunch of numbers. First name, bunch of numbers. Yeah. Yaccarino is a millionaire Marxist, the worst kind of plutocrat. As a member of the executive board of the World Economic Forum, she believes in one world government. The UN, the WHO, the WEF. From the WEF website, the World Economic Forum is the international organization for public-private cooperation. The forum engages in the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Very sinister. Mm. So yeah, it looks like it's, it's Yaccarino's connections to the World Economic Forum that have these people all riled up. So what exactly is the World Economic Forum? It's basically a large international lobbying organization whose members include all the world's biggest corporations. And they meet up every year in Switzerland to discuss global issues. So not really anyone's definition of Marxist or no. woke, unless their definitions of those terms are completely wrong. Just uh, based uh, on vibes. Uh, yeah, this is capitalism's natural endpoint. All of the richest companies in the world getting together to try to influence global policies to make the world a better place, as long as those policies also ensure that they remain rich and powerful. This is quite literally the last level of capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, sure, but fuck the WEF. Yeah, uh, but these Twitter weirdos are right for the wrong reasons and seem to be largely influenced by a conspiracy theory called The Great Reset, which is the name of an economic recovery plan that the WEF created in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. On its surface, The Great Reset was basically, the global economy is pretty much on pause right now due to the pandemic, so let's use that as an opportunity to come up with some ideas to how to improve things when they return to normal. And the plan encourages stuff like environmentalism and sustainability, as well as obvious ways to fight the pandemic, like masks and vaccination. So yeah, woke, you know? Pretty woke. Uh, but again, <laughs> all, this is all with the ultimate goal of making sure all the WEF's member corporations could get back to making lots and lots of money once this pandemic was over. Yeah, the conspiracy is that all these companies were losing money during a pandemic where everyone was uh, not buying as much things. Mm -hmm. And so they all teamed up together to come up with a plan like, hey, Let's make this virus go away so we can start making money again. They were like, How would we do that? Uh, vaccination, masking, encouraging basic public health things. Yeah, because they wanted to get the money train yeah, back rolling. There's not the only sinister motivation here is the motivation that these companies always have, which is they they want to make money. Yeah, they saw how and the uh, pandemic was making that hard. They saw how the environment reacted to just a few weeks of no human interaction. They're like, wow, that's really nice. Maybe we can make money off of this. Yeah. And then instead, they were like, you know, it'd be a lot easier if we just doubled the price of everything. 
it is hilarious that no one at the WEF was like, hey, naming this The Great Reset does have some sinister vibes to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could call it literally anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even like later admitted they're like, yeah, that was a, that was a bad call. Bad branding bad, issue. <laughs> yes. uh, we Not our top marketing agents <laughs> on this one. So, yeah, uh, the Great Reset Initiative was vague enough that conspiracy theorists around the world interpreted it in all sorts of ways, pretty much any way they wanted. Uh, it was one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And, and they basically came to the conclusion that the Great Reset was a plan by a cabal of global elites to create a one world government by deliberately bringing about a global collapse using the COVID-19 virus and all the various public health measures put in place to deal with it, like vaccination. This is all going according to plan. Yeah. The, uh, the, they want people to be sick. They want fewer customers. It makes sense if you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want less people alive to spend money on their products because reasons. It so, all yeah, makes sense. It's basically just an updated version of the, the classic New World Order conspiracy theory that's been around for decades. And it naturally caught on like wildfire among people who had already been sucked in by QAnon and various COVID-19 conspiracy theories. It was yeah. uh, a new DLC dropped and they were they were all playing it. Sure. Yeah. So Linda Yaccarino is an executive chair at the WEF, which is already a huge red flag to these people. But in addition to that, she actively participated in campaigns to promote vaccines and masks. Elon! No! Elon! Elon! So yeah, nearly everyone who proudly paid $8 for a blue check mark to trigger the libs is now feeling extremely betrayed. And that is very funny. And what's even funnier is that all of these people's comments about how they're canceling their subscription and switching to Truth Social are, of course algorithmically bumped to the top so that everyone can see them. Game, set, match. Just amazing. So let's check out some of these very cool responses to Elon's big announcement. All of these people pay for Twitter Blue, and many of them also subscribe to Elon for an additional $4 a month. Yeah, these are I heard the biggest fans. I heard he's posting some exclusive memes yeah. behind the curtain. Got a, got a kill screen going over on yeah. Elon's timeline, but mm-hmm. you got to pay the $4. Extra. Uh, so let's read some tweets. When Elon lures us in with free speech only to appoint a globalist as CEO. People would have been much happier if it was not a WEF, UN, or WHO member. But here we are, a pussyhat WEF member that promotes vaccine propaganda, masking, and lockdowns. How fucking lovely. WEF member, agent of the New World Order, just like you. You can't fool me, Elon. Bye, Elon. Crying emoji. Frog emoji. Oh, he's lost the pepes. And welcome back to the shadow bands of conservatives and anyone who does not bow to the trans agenda. Time to cancel Twitter blue for real, for real. Yaccarino is a middle-aged liberal white woman who spent her whole career in corporate media. All these people do is destroy in the name of their fake woke religion. Massive L. We had a good few months, y'all. I thought major decisions would be brought to the people for a poll. The WEF brings nothing good to this world or humanity. I cannot support this. Big letdown. Canceling sub now. And uh, then there's this crypto account here replying with a, uh, a screenshot of Elon saying just four months ago on Twitter, WEF is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that the people never ask for and don't want. Hmm. They got him. Yeah. And, and then there's this response, which features some surprisingly good VFX of uh, WEF founder Klaus Schwab as a lizard person. 
And yeah, this is all just from scrolling through like the first few dozen replies under Elon's tweet. Uh, yeah. it's, it's all right there. It's very convenient. You used to be able to, you used to have to dig around for this shit. You used to have to scroll all the way down and click show more yeah. to get these kind of responses. <laughs> so yeah, and then in the quote retweets and elsewhere on Twitter, it's, it's also really heating up. Uh, the fandom that Elon has cultivated over the last year kind of turning on him. And, and then what's left once this one turns on yeah, him? <laughs> I don't know. He kind of abandoned the old fandom of just like basic bitch libs who are like, hey, he's the electric car guy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, people are. Elon is now part of the conspiracy, uh, yeah. and people are some are accusing him of. And having, they're right. He this was his plan all along. Yeah, You're are, right, everyone. Some are saying that he was always, uh, you know, a secret Illuminati globalist this whole time. Uh, like this psycho account here, he's literally wearing a Baphomet suit on his Twitter profile. Does that not tell you something? Remember the implants in our brains he is pushing. Does his support for transhumanism raise a red flag? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's happening. This is <laughs> oh, now they're literally picking apart everything that he's done for the past couple of months as um, the justifiably leopard, weird. The leopards are eating his face. It is beautiful to see, and it, it's going to be very hard to come back from. I mean, and even if like, because he's already jumped into threads to defend this choice. Like, yeah. if he if he had let this simmer for a day and then be like, oh, actually, I just discovered, I just. I just found out that she worked for the WEF, and and therefore, of course, uh, I have rescinded the job offer. But uh, he he no longer has that plausible deniability. No. So uh, he forgot how his own website works. Yeah. And Give it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Addicted to posting. Born to post. Yeah. Uh, so once again, Twitter is going just great, and it is so cool that Elon Musk alienated half of Twitter's user base to cater to the loudest and dumbest people on earth only to have them instantly turn on him the second that he, one of the richest people on earth, hired someone who has worked for an organization that advances the interests of the world's richest people. Hope it was all worth it, Elon. Also funny that, like, I guess recently she, they they were in, like, a interview or Yeah, a she panel. hosted a panel at, like, yeah. some conference. and uh... That's how, like, short his attention span and, and actual, like, forethought of anything are is he's probably like, wow, you're really smart. And you work in advertising, you think? Oh, hmm. interesting. We have a bit of a problem with advertising. And she was probably like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. And she also, like, it, this is like, I mean, like many Americans, her politics are not uh, really, like, comprehensible. Uh, she, you know, she's pro-masking, pro, you know, basic fucking COVID shit. But yeah. then she's also, like, people went through her likes tab. And she likes a lot of, like, right-wing shit. She likes the lives of TikTok account. So, like, she's your classic centrist. Yeah. In the sense that she... It appears as though she wants to, she desires to be on the right side of social issues, but is fiercely financially conservative. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's all the like woke brands. That's what that's, that's what they're doing. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's liberalism, but not the in the shitty, it's, stupid American definition of it that you have in your head. Changing your profile picture in June to have a rainbow on it, yeah, like that. That type of performative kind of liberalism. It is. She, she is the embodiment of capitalism. Yeah. And so bravo. Bravo. I love it. I love this. I can't wait to see more. I am surprised at how quickly it's happening. These people, like, again, it's they're all cat turds. Yes. Like, cat turd never once during this entire process has he expressed even like an ounce of gratitude yeah. towards Elon Musk. He's just been uh, yelling at him this whole time. And Elon's been like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm looking into this. And, like uh, every conservative in this country, they love, despite saying otherwise, love B 
being the victim. Yeah, and they've all that. been the victims this entire time. And now they're being victimized by this woman who uh, hasn't even taken on the job yet, yeah. but is a part of a global cabal that is aiming to stifle their free speech. That's right. And you know what? It might actually happen because if her entire goal is getting advertisers back on the platform... That necessarily she, will require some stifling of free speech. Yeah, I'm she's, sorry, but she's that's gonna how it like, works. You can't post animal cruelty videos anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. We're trying to get Baskin Robbins back on board. Yeah, I mean, call me woke, but I believe that snuff films... Shouldn't, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be like the first thing that pops up when you start searching for something. Yeah. Woke. <sighs> but anyway, moving on now to another main character who has had a very exciting week. Congressman George Santos, mm -hmm. who on Wednesday was charged with a bunch of crimes to the shock of absolutely no one. He, of course, pleaded not guilty and was uh, somehow able to post half a million dollars bail to avoid jail, which is um, interesting. And well, uh, I think they said it was like only 50 grand because it's 10 percent of it. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, but still, where'd it come from? And uh, yeah, after insisting to reporters that he's totally innocent, it was back to work for George Santos. Mm -hmm. And there was some very important work to be done. A bill that Santos himself co-sponsored was due to be voted on just one day after Santos's arrest. So gotta get back to work. Uh, here's CBS News. Two months ago, Republican Representative George Santos of New York co-sponsored a bill that seeks to clamp down on a pandemic swindle. People falsely claiming generous unemployment aid enacted to help struggling workers in the pandemic. Now, he's been accused of the same type of fraud. The Protecting Taxpayers and Victims of Unemployment Fraud Act would create incentives for states to go after unemployment fraud. States individually oversee the distribution of jobless aid for their residents. And the bill would allow states to keep 25% of fraudulent claimed funds that were recovered. Santos, though, was allegedly among those who participated in the fraud, according to charges leveled by federal prosecutors in an indictment that was unsealed on Wednesday. This is what I was bringing up the other day because mm -hmm. I, I had seen it pop up and I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. But I had just seen the headline so far and I was like, I'll, I'll dig into this later. And uh, yeah, so he was involved in the which, you know, say what you want, but you want a guy who's actually been guilty of committing it. To be the one that can stop it, right? That's right. That's the how the government to, works. The only way to stop a bad guy with an unemployment check is a, is a good guy who, who, is, who used to be a bad guy with an unemployment look, check. Look, I got an inside perspective on how this works. Don't so. ask me how I know. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, here on, I'm out on bail, by the way. So it's a pretty bold move to co-sponsor legislation that goes after a type of criminal activity that you yourself have allegedly participated in. Uh, but then again, would a man who has committed unemployment fraud draft legislation targeting unemployment fraud? No, that would be insane. So <laughs> clearly, clearly this man is innocent. Yep. Case closed. Unfortunately, though, uh, the unemployment fraud is just one of several crimes that George Santos is accused of. And when we last talked about this, we wondered what, if anything, was being done to ensure that George Santos doesn't simply board a flight to Brazil and never come back. And some of you pointed out that he's also accused of crimes down there and that Brazil prison is a lot worse than U.S. prison. So he'd probably just stay here. Yeah, especially uh, now that he has his job in, in government, it will be easier probably. But, oh, uh, here's some news uh, from the New York Times. Oh, okay. A day after Representative George Santos was charged in a 13-count federal indictment, the embattled first-term Republican from New York appeared in court again on Thursday for a hearing that had a far different outcome. Mr. Santos and Brazilian prosecutors on Thursday agreed to resolve a criminal charge that involved a pair of shoes and a stolen checkbook. 
Mr. Santos, who appeared remotely, accepted responsibility for his actions and agreed to pay 24,000 Brazilian rias, about $4,850, some of which will go to the victim and some to charity, according to documents viewed by the New York Times. In exchange for his confession, prosecutors dropped the case against him. According to his lawyer and another person familiar with the case, with today's decision, he is no longer a defendant in Brazil. A clean record, said Johnny Mar Vasconcelos, Mr. Santos's lawyer in Brazil. So, yeah, with Santos's legal troubles in Brazil now resolved, uh, we would not put it past him to just hop a plane down to Rio because uh, while Brazil has extradition treaties with the U.S., they do not extradite Brazilian citizens to the U.S. And George Santos has dual citizenship. Uh, for the sake of law and order, hopefully that doesn't happen. But for the sake of comedy, hopefully it does. Hey, what's George Santos's favorite band? Jets to Brazil. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's right. Someone yeah. will get it. Some old head in there. Yeah. Got to be 40 plus for that joke. Speaking of conservatives and crimes, though, we've long held that the United States greatest export is not our entertainment or our products but our insanity. Yeah. When Americans lose their damn minds over something, inevitably, people in far off parts of the world that aren't even affected by what the Americans are mad about will themselves get mad about it. And, you know, Canada's not too far off, but it still took them a few weeks to really get caught up on the conservative hysteria over Bud Light doing some basic influencer marketing with a transgender TikTok star. So here's Canada's global news. Possible hate-motivated assaults outside of a Vaughn liquor store last weekend were likely initiated over a suspected Bud Light purchase, police say. York Regional Police issued a news release about the incident, which happened at around 8.30 p.m. Saturday. A man and a woman were allegedly accosted by several males outside of a store located in the Jane Street and Major Mackenzie Drive West area. One of the suspects commented on the male victim's choice of alcohol and uttered anti-homosexual derogatory slurs as he approached the victim, police said in a news release. A police spokesperson told Global News the suspect commented on what they thought was a Bud Light purchase, but it wasn't. He actually didn't have a Bud Light, the spokesperson said. This is said, Molson. Later noting the recent controversy surrounding the beer brand. I guess there were some rainbow colors on the cans, and so it was initiated that way. Then upon further determination as to what they purchased, they still weren't happy with that. Let's just put it that way. And the insults continued. After one of the suspects approached the male victim, a female victim then stepped between them and was assaulted before two more suspects got involved and both victims were assaulted, with the male being knocked to the ground, police said. I swear, this is Molson. Delicious Canadian Molson. I mean, I don't think you'd ever mistake Molson for Bud Light. It's distinctive. Well, I, it's, got the, it's, uh, it's got the maple leaf on I'm it. I'm sure that they have their own, uh, like, pride cans and stuff up there, too, because it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, no, this is actually... It's not a big deal. Look, you can do, uh, you know, programming with trans uh, transgender influencers, but it's got to be Labatt Blue or Molson, uh -huh. a nice Canadian brand. Right. So that was the problem. But, like... What the, what the fuck are you doing up in Canada being like, hey, I think I spotted someone. Someone's Let's, reaching into the, they're getting in the cooler. I think they're grabbing a Bud Light. Let's, Let's beat, beat them ass. ass. <laughs> Come so, on. Yeah, cool. Very, very cool, Canada. Imagine explaining this situation to someone who isn't mainlining conservative Facebook content 12 hours a day. Yeah, yeah so they beat me up because I bought a Bud Light. What? Sorry, I've been with the trucker convoy for 12 <laughs> months. Yeah. I've been following uh, Romana Dadulo around, so I, I, I'm not up on the latest yeah. American I've shit. I've been following the queen around and not paying my bills. Yeah. Why so are what's my, this about Bud Light? My house is real cold and also dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is, uh, of course, Stupid. insane. Yeah. God damn it. 
But let's move on to a couple of quick updates to some old stories that happened this week, starting with a story that started way back in November of 2021. YouTuber Trevor Jacob, whose videos document his various outdoor adventures and extreme sports stunts. He was flying his small airplane when suddenly the engine lost power and he was forced to bail out and parachute to the ground. Now, this was obviously a very scary incident. Good thing he had a parachute, as yeah, all wow. pilots of small planes do constantly, right? <laughs> yeah. But hey, at least he was able to retrieve all the cameras from his wrecked plane and make some good old-fashioned YouTube content out of this whole incident. Yeah, this whole unfortunate incident. Yes. You know, he turned lemons into lemonade. Yeah. Except, uh, uh-oh, it didn't take long for aviation experts to start poking holes in Trevor's story. And eventually, the FAA also decided that something fishy was going on here and started investigating the crash as possibly intentional. And now, here's Insider with the latest on this story. A YouTuber who wrecked his plane in California admitted to orchestrating the crash so he could get more views, <laughs> said the Justice Department. Trevor Jacob, 29, who is also a former Olympic snowboarder, filmed himself jumping out of his single propeller plane above the Los Padres National Forest in November 2021. He then uploaded a video titled, I Crashed My Plane, to his YouTube channel, which has around 137,000 subscribers. Now, Jacob has pleaded guilty to one count of destruction and concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation and could face up to 20 years in federal prison, the Justice Department wrote in a Thursday statement. Ooh. Ooh, was it worth it? No. <laughs> no, no. 20 years in prison for 3.4 million YouTube views. Probably not even monetized. Yeah, uh, that's that's certainly not nothing. It's way more than we get on our videos, but it still doesn't seem worth spending two decades behind bars. And the story includes a detail we don't remember hearing about originally, which is that despite finding his plane after landing and grabbing the footage off of it, the plane apparently vanished once investigators went to look for it. It's just lost in those woods, I guess. From the article, weeks after the crash, Jacob told investigators he would help them find the wreckage, but then said he didn't know its location per the department. In reality, he and a friend flew by helicopter to the wreckage site and brought the plane to a hangar in Lompoc City Airport, the authority said. Jacob then dismantled the plane and dumped its parts in trash bins per the DOJ. Don't worry, I cleaned up the evidence. There's no plane. That's the thing. Can't, Can't charge me if there's no yeah, plane. The habeas, habeas, avius. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it seems like something you would probably not do if your airplane had in fact had an engine problem that forced you to crash it. So we hope it was all worth it. Yeah, this was uh, not a cool crime and pretty dumb crime. Not even as hardcore as those guys that committed insurance fraud over the Gulf of Mexico. They actually like actually crashed into the water and just floated around for a while. Mm -hmm. No parachutes needed, I don't think. That's the cool thing about crashing a plane over water. It's totally safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, comfy water. Yeah. Everybody loves it. It's water. I mean, you jump into a swimming pool, a plane jumps into the ocean. It's going go beep, beep, beep. And the best no part problem. about that one is like, uh, of course, they eventually got caught and arrested and all that stuff. But they, they did like this heroic press tour to like the Today Show and all these big things were just like, yeah, it was a harrowing ordeal. Luckily, randomly, our fully charged iPad was able to uh, survive the crash so we could record very Thank cool God. videos. Thank God. Yeah. And in another update, uh, remember those guys who were caught last year stuffing lead weights and store-bought fish fillets into the fish that they caught at an Ohio fishing tournament? And the whole discovery was caught on video, and it was quite a scene. Yeah. Real compelling footage. Uh, video of the year, I'd say. <laughs> Um, especially since many of their competitors had long accused the two men of cheating and they'd managed to rack up a lot of prize money 
before someone finally just decided to cut their fish open and have a look inside. You uh, see? Yeah, no, the video is wild because all these people finally feeling vindicated after like months or even years of having suspicions. Yeah, and just uh, the palpable cringe and uh, and shame yeah, the two of the competitors. They're like, oh, fuck. Anyway, here's the latest on this story via CBS News. Two men who admitted to cheating during a fishing tournament in Ohio were sentenced to 10-day jail terms, prosecutors said Thursday. Jacob Runyon, 43, and Chase Kaminsky, 36, were also required to forfeit Kaminsky's boat, worth an estimated $130,000, officials said. Both men's fishing licenses were suspended for three years, the maximum amount allowed by law, and will spend a year and a half on probation after they complete their jail terms. Runyon and Kaminsky must also pay a $2,500 fine. Although these two deserve to have their fishing license suspended for life, the law only allows a maximum of three years, Prosecutor Michael O'Malley said. These two should be banned from every fishing tournament for life. They are thieves, and now they are convicted felons. So again, got off pretty easy, but also I can't imagine what you'd have to do to have your fishing license just being able to fish legally taken away for the rest of your life. They can't do that, though. They can only take it away for three years. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's obvious that there would no be no more maximum penalty because yeah. like you take away a man's ability to fish he can't feed himself yeah as is tradition also they say the best day of your life is the day you buy a boat and the day you sell it but i'd like to add that maybe the day where you get to the pawn day, it off yeah. as a way to skirt financial responsibility for the crimes you've committed yeah. probably the, the second the day that day. the government confiscates your boat <laughs> and takes it to auction yeah so yeah uh 10 days in jail i mean it's not nothing yeah can you imagine what are you in for uh, fishing fraud. You're not going to believe what? This. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we don't reckon a whole lot of fishing tournaments are going to be accepting these guys as competitors anytime soon. Um, in fact, we'd imagine that every bait shop in the Midwest has these guys' pictures behind the checkout counter with a, a "Do not serve these men" policy. Yeah, <laughs> they have betrayed the fishing community. They are a disgrace. They're going to have to move away. Yeah, yeah. The the shame will will linger in this town. These men, they they, they yeah, it's so shameful what they've done. You call yourself a fisherman. How dare you? No. So, look, we do have the headlines half of the show coming right up for you. But first, hit the like button. We'll get to it. Anyways, first, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it's not only the easiest way to make sure you're getting all your daily vitamins, it's also great for keeping that gut nice and healthy and regular. That's right. AG1 is just one scoop of powder in water, and it tastes great, and it makes you feel good. AG1 has all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more working together as one. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. AG1 is daily nutrition made really simple. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support that I gut. <laughs> that helps my whole body thrive and covers all my nutritional bases. AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee for me. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com weird. That is athleticgreens.com weird. Check it out. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Flavors in full bloom at HelloFresh. Enjoy the taste of spring with chef-crafted recipes featuring ripe, seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. 
When the spring sunshine's calling your name, don't call for takeout, get HelloFresh instead. Their quick and easy meals make feeding the family a cinch and without the high price tag. Their new fast and fresh options are ready in just 15 minutes or less. No more scouring the grocery store for that one ingredient to complete your recipe. HelloFresh takes away all the hassle by delivering fresh, pre-portioned ingredients so you have exactly what you need and helps you cut down on food waste. HelloFresh makes dinner time a snap with deliciously easy options that will please everyone at your table. From fit and wholesome to pescatarian to veggie, they have a meal plan that suits your lifestyle. Plus, you can swap out proteins and sides to your liking. We're big fans of the quick and healthy meals HelloFresh lets us whip up. And one of our favorites from this week's menu is the Parmesan chive chicken and potatoes with mixed greens and honey Dijon dressing. And that's ready in just 15 minutes. And we will not stop bothering you until you try these damn flatbreads. I'm thinking about them right now. This week's menu has our favorite, the zucchini and tomato flatbreads with lemon ricotta, fresh parsley, and honey and chili flakes. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Also, HelloFresh has partnered with Green Chef, another one of our sponsors, to bring you a wider array of meal plans to choose from. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and use code WeeklyWeird16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 with code WeeklyWeird16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, time to get into the uh, the wildest, the weirdest headlines from around the world this week, starting with a bit of a follow-up to something yeah. we covered uh, at the beginning of the week. Uh I was not Megan in disguise at Coronation, says 79-year-old composer. He admit it. He, he, no, he did not admit it. He's still denying it. Yeah, He's playing okay. the long game. Clearly, we look. We That's know exactly what Megan in disguise would say. That is, that is not, no person looks like that. That is clearly a American woman dressing up as what she thinks an old man looks like with yes. a, a crazy mustache and the, clearly a wig. Glasses. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this guy... He's pretty strange looking, but that's just how he looks. He's a composer, after and all. And he was at the coronation because I guess they played one of his his compositions. Yeah. And uh, and the whole world dunked on him. And for yeah, it. he I guess he has a TikTok, so he he addressed the the rumors on TikTok. Did he do and, a cool dance? Uh, no. Oh. But he seemed to take it well. He yeah. seemed mostly just amused by that. He's yeah, like, I'm kind of weird looking. He's like, no, I'm actually, uh, I'm a composer. I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I was wearing that medal I was wearing was my medal from being a, a knight. I'm a, I'm a knight. <laughs> oh, they should have fucked the rest of his life by saying, so what do you think of uh, Miss Megan? <laughs> I abstain. <laughs> yeah. Because no matter what he says. You can't please all the people. No. You just don't bring it up. You can actually anger all of them, though. Yeah. Yeah, like Elon's doing. Yeah. Bless him. Big Island tourists follow GPS right into water at Honokohau Harbor. This is Hawaii news. And uh, they literally did a Michael Scott. Yeah. There's uh, an episode of The Office where, you know, Michael Scott, no one's that crazy in real life. He's driving and the GPS says to make a turn. And Dwight's or Jim is like, don't do that. If you turn that way, you go into a lake. And he just does it. Trust the robot. And so it happened in real life. Some, some tourists were driving in Hawaii and uh, the GPS said to turn and they went right into the harbor. Fucking Howleys, man. Yeah, these fucking Howleys. And yeah, the videos, here's, here's some of the videos, fucking wild. Pretty sure that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, I think everyone was in a state of disbelief or just trying to figure out what had happened. Everybody's out. But how to prevent something like this in the future? Poor car. Don't drive into the water. Don't trust the Google map lady. Don't trust any GPS, man. Use your eyeballs. They did a good job hiding their contempt for this person and seemed to have genuinely tried. The, the onlookers tried to uh, help them out of the situation. But um, 
Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? How does this happen? Pay attention. <sighs> we need to leave that it's chain of islands alone. Yeah. I mean, I love visiting Hawaii, but uh, in clearly, a respectful way. Cl- yeah. Clearly, um, the ability of anyone with a U.S. passport to just go on over there. It's uh, it is a, a curse Waikiki upon these noble people is one of the not. It's not funny. It, it, it is strange, though, how many American tourists go there to have the exact same experience that they have going to the downtown area of the closest big city where they live. Yeah, Oahu is fucking fascinating because, yeah, the the Honolulu area is, it's basically like any American city. And also, like, the beaches there are disgusting because there's a fucking Navy base right there. There's leaking oil. The beaches are nice, but yeah. They're fine, but you go literally anywhere else on the entire island and you will have a much better time. No, quit ruining it for, for everyone who actually does that. But no, American tourists are like, Cool, I'm in a different location, and I can go to, a, let's see, Hard Rock, Dick's Last yeah. Resort. Margaritaville. Uh, yeah, Margaritaville. I can sit it's at a bar. Wild. I can sit at a bar in a whole new location. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, Honolulu fucking sucks, but uh, keep staying there. Uh, don't go. Don't, go to your closest big city and just I do mean, the same exact go to thing. Florida, if that's what you're in. Yeah, go to PC <laughs> Beach. Uh, it's going to have the same stuff, and uh, everyone there is exactly like you. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. And large. And American. Florida lawmakers want to use radioactive material to pave roads. Cool. We're How doing can... it. Let's make the roads radioactive for no fucking reason. Let's go. Hell yeah. These are the people who want to have oversight on like Disney World. Yeah. I guess like I don't know the the uh, I guess it's some byproduct of like the fertilizer industry yeah. that they don't know what to do with. They're like, oh well, let's just put it in the roads. Um, the roads are already toxic as hell. And it's like it's not radioactive enough that like driving on it would be bad. But anyone whose job is paving the roads and working on the roads would be exposed to and i'm not a wearing a mask when i do it yeah a lot more of this it seems seems bad seems unnecessary and bad but yeah it's florida and you know you're sounding a bit woke by saying this is a bad idea it sounds like cancel culture yeah you're trying to cancel ron DeSantis for putting radioactive material in all of florida's roads so he's gonna do it yeah take that woke moralist up yours Italy calls crisis meeting over surging pasta prices. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm so sad for Italy because Italy is having a crisis over this. And meanwhile, in New Jersey, they're just dumping it in in the woods. Yeah. By the barrelful. A lot of pasta inequality in this world. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess like the price of pasta has gone. Cr- like inflation in Italy is bad enough. But like pasta for some reason is doubly inflated. And um, yeah, it's a crisis. I mean, this is Italy. Like they're go- they're all gonna fucking starve to death if they don't get their pastas back. And you have to start making it themselves, like the old days. Yeah, not coming off of like a Henry Ford esque uh, production line like here in America. Yeah, put egg in machine, squeeze out you know a million people's worth of pasta. I mean, or just pick up some cans, Chef Boyardee. That's real Italian cuisine, right? Yeah, there. Boyardee, a real. Hey, it's a Italian- me, Chef Boyardee. Hey, Italian chef. Oh my god. So yeah, I hope they hopefully they fix that. It it would be real sad to lose pasta. Speaking the, of American the tourists, they're gonna be very upset if they go to Italy and there's no pasta. Yeah, well, American tourists already complain about Italian food in Italy because they're like, this isn't like the fucking Olive Garden. Yeah, where's all where's all like the bread? Yeah, and uh, this pizza is too fresh. Yeah. It doesn't have like radioactive yellow cheese on it. <laughs> what is up with this? What's this green shit on top of it? Can I get a macaroni and cheese? Yeah. Sorry, what? Check. No, I'll just order Domino's. Straight to the hotel. 
Don't fish with a gun in Kansas, Game Warden say. Another cancel? Like, what is all, what's up with all this canceling? Yeah, oh, the, the woke mob doesn't want me to go down the lake and just start unloading my gat into the water. Yeah. They want me to fish with a, a pole and some line like it's the fucking Stone Age over here. Why would I do that? Why would I sit here, just thumb up my ass, waiting for a bite when I see a fish? Bop, bop. That fish is mine. Uh, yeah, it's it. This is Joe Biden's America. I, I think this is this might be a great place for two very specific fishermen to move to. Yeah, and then they could say, "Oh, well, these fish were weighed down because of all the bullets inside." Well, there's that. Yeah, not not that they're gonna have the chance to use that excuse. Well, three years, baby. Well, they'll have their license, but they're not gonna be any tournaments. No, no, they won't. no, they won't. No. Oklahoma police searching for someone yelling, help, instead find goat. And yeah, the the, uh, the video, the police body cam video of this, you, the goat sounds uncannily like a adult male yeah. yelling for help. Like it's, uh, I, they were right to check on this. As a goat? Oh, it is. It's it's uh, goats are weird animals. I, I don't like them. There's something about them that gives me the creeps. It's the fact the fact that they can yell and sound like people. Their is, eyes are weird looking. Yeah, too. their eyes. Uh, I stayed at my friend's place in the Central Coast. He lives in a more country esque mm-hmm. area Rural. of the, of the uh, Central Coast, and I was taking a nap. You know, I'm getting old. I take naps in the day sometimes. I was taking a nap in the middle of the day, and uh, there, uh, you know, he has a kid, and they have neighbors. And I thought the kids were playing, and I kept hearing this annoying boy <laughs> going, "Dad, Dad, Dad!" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, and I didn't Where's know what he mean. And so I just like covered my head with pillows, and I'm like, "Well, oh my god, this is so annoying." And uh, then I, I woke, I woke up later, and I was like, "Who is that kid?" You need to ban that kid from your house. And he was like, oh, no, that's the goat. And it's very annoying. And we've already told him that it's annoying. He goes, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Man. But it just screams all day long. Yeah. Oof. Tricking people. What are, they're up to something by mimicking the human voice. It's like with cats. Yeah. You, know, you ever hear like, you're like, is that a fucking baby in a dumpster? Like, well, what is that? Apparently cats only meow for a human response. Yeah. It's not something they do they're to each other. They're playing tricks on us. And I don't like it. It's the devil's work. It's, you know, a goat, a very cheap, effective lawnmower. Yeah. yeah. But you have to deal with the sounds. Yeah. Lawnmower is, is loud for a little while and then it's done. So there you go. Facebook has 3 billion users. Many of them are old. <laughs> yeah. I love that this is an Associated Press headline. It seems like something you'd see in like, you know, more of the online press. Yeah. But, uh, it's just the AP telling it like it is. Um, and yeah, it's pretty. It's actually a pretty interesting article about how, um, yeah, there's like no fucking way that Facebook is ever going to win back the the younger demographic. And, and the old accounts are going to die. Yeah, they're facing like demographic collapse in the next uh, few years. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of interviews in this article with like Gen Zers who are like, absolutely would never go back to Facebook. That's like, they made me sign up for one and like, fifth grade mm-hmm. to you know share like homework tips with the other students it's like not cool why would i why would i use that yeah dangerous rabbit terrorizes neighborhood ah oh, just a little too late for easter yeah it's uh, they took someone took all his eggs yeah where are they 
So, uh, well, what do they do? Do they just kick it? Leave me alone? They haven't been able to find it yet. This rabbit's been like elusive, jumping and biting people. And uh, like one of the people that it bit, this is like, I'm like worried about this person because she's like, oh, don't worry, I'm a nurse and like I didn't get the rabies shot after it bit me because its mouth wasn't foaming, so clearly it doesn't have rabies. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm Are also, you 100% sure about I'm this? I'm also the nurse that threw away all of those COVID shots when yeah. they came in. I'm like, I I would, I, I'd probably just get the shot just to be safe, but that's me. Yeah, why not? A rabbit running around biting people, that's not really natural behavior. Yeah, rabies like, is also one of the most painful, excruciating yeah, ways to die. If you don't get the vaccine, like, within a certain period of time after uh, getting exposed to it, you 100% will fucking die. And it will not be a it's pleasant a horror death. Show. It is, yeah, it is the most horrific disease I think in the world. It's like turning into a fucking zombie. Yeah, it feels like you're rip, like you're ripping your skin off and exposing yourself, and that's how you die. You're, it's like, yeah, it's, you you it's, you it's, tense it's, up and just like squeeze yourself to death. It is horrific. So I'd yeah. I'd get the shot personally. But yeah, me hey, t- you're t- a nurse. You know better than me. Exactly. <laughs> Yahoo once considered buying Netflix. But unfortunately, acquired Tumblr instead. Ex CEO says, <laughs> "Whoops, I same chose with, wrong." Same thing with Blockbuster. Blockbuster at one point was uh, uh, in the running to buy Netflix. I mean, like, yeah, very dumb decisions on all parts. Especially, like, I guess Netflix was on sale for like four billion dollars at the time, yeah. which is like not, now it's hundred something billion dollars. But uh, it's good that neither Yahoo nor Blockbuster bought Netflix because uh, they would have ruined it. Yeah, they would not. It, be, it would not be around today. I mean, it's not very good as it is now. But no, it's uh, not, and it's actually largely responsible for many of the conflicts that the uh, people who make the content have with the industry. It is rare uh, that Netflix <laughs> puts out something good anymore. Yeah, it's trash. And even it's if it is network. interesting, we've been over this so many times. Even if it's interesting, it's like get to the fucking point. Yeah, this yeah, is you're dragging this up. Yeah. And final headline, Loch Ness Monster Hunter. I thought this job would be easy. <laughs> this dude has been sitting at the fucking lock eight hours a day for over 30 years. And he's like, yeah, I saw what I thought was like a glimpse of the monster, like just after the, uh, the first few weeks. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, But at this rate, if the second I look away, that's then, when it's going to pop he's, up. But he's like, yeah, in the 30 years since then, I haven't seen anything. So that's been disappointing. Beautiful place to spend your life, though. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have like no qualms about doing anything, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say sitting in the countryside next to a lake is a bit gloomy, but uh, yeah, but you know, it, you're in Scotland, so you you get outdoors, you get the fresh air. Yeah, not enough uh, monsters these days. When we grew up, there was a lot of monsters that you th- had like you know you were yeah. suspected well, could be real. It's the problem with science. It, takes away a lot of fun like they, well the uh, internet having access to actual information is uh, but like with Loch Ness they it was like a couple years ago they did they like sampled like a shitload of water from it yeah. and just ran like DNA tests on every strand of organic matter in it and were able to come up with like a very exhaustive list of every species yeah. of plant and animal in the lake and they're like it's all this all checks out they should have like threw in a little like curveball though Been like, but you know there was this one little thing uh, so their theory after doing that was that there is like a species of eel in the lake that has grown weirdly, unusually large. Hell yeah. And like, uh, so that's what people, when they think they see the tail, yeah. they're seeing just a big fucking eel. Most of the time it's logs. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, growing up, I had the skunk ape, which yeah. is Florida's Bigfoot. Uh, you here in Southern California, the, the chupacabra, right? 
That's more of a Southwest in Mexico thing. That doesn't, oh, okay. Well, anything else? I mean, Bigfoot, always cool one. Bigfoot's like the whole country, I think, right? Yeah, he gets around. Yeah. So. NorCal is a big Bigfoot territory. Up in like Humboldt. Anywhere with, far north. Anywhere with a forest is Bigfoot country because they all have those little like roadside stops where like, yeah. Bigfoot crossing, watch yeah. out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. He'll it's, get you. It's, Bigfoot's good for the local economy. Yeah, no, it is. Um, everyone needs their own cryptid. Yeah. So, you know, not a lot of fun these days believing in something, even though it's scary. That's why, that's why I'm happy that uh, we're adding to the roster with Jersey Tony, the spaghetti, <laughs> the spaghetti monster in the Pine Barrens. Yes. Hey, <laughs> I stole all this pasta from Italy. Oh, anyways, that's it for today's episode of Weekly Weird News. We will see you soon. Please, if you haven't already, we have a full breakdown of the Trump Town Hall. And in addition to that, we have a... a, a, a a Snapchat influencer who thought it was a great idea to create an AI version of herself to sell to simps and how that crashed and burned real fast. In exactly the way you'd expect. Yeah, and then we also have Tech News Day over there. Please check out both of those videos. If you haven't already, please like the video. Confetti, it happened. Click the like button. I'm sorry I didn't say it earlier. They're going to gift that. (laughs) Click the like button. Uh, We'll see you soon. Thank you. Subscribe to the channel. Watch those videos. Leave a comment below. Like the like button. Do whatever you want to do. Bye. Bye.